Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Harvest Horror Fest. Welcome back, everyone, to another incredible and special episode of the Real Film Nerds. Today is our third installment of Mysterious Mike's Harvest Horror Fest. See, I said horror, not whore. There's a difference. Yeah, yeah, no, dude, you did good. That was Horror. that was really that was really good. So as you hear, there is my co-host with the mostest, Mysterious Mike. Hey everybody. All right, Mike. So in the famous words of Chet Pussy, played by Cheech Marin. <clears throat> let's hope I don't fuck this up. All right, pussy, pussy, pussy. Come on in, pussy lovers. Here at the Titty Twister, we're slashing pussy in half. Give us an offer on our vast selection of pussy. This is a pussy blowout. All right, we got white pussy, black pussy, Spanish pussy, yellow pussy. We got hot pussy, cold pussy. We got wet pussy. We got smelly pussy. We got hairy pussy, bloody pussy, we got snapping pussy, we got silk pussy, velvet pussy, naga hide pussy, we even got horse pussy, dog pussy, chicken pussy. Come on, you want pussy? Come on in, pussy lovers. If we don't got it, you don't want it. Come on in, pussy lovers! Mike, how was that? Man, I, I think that was right on. I think you I, you even had a practice round. I, I think you did it better this time. I'm disappointed I didn't uh, have my Spanish accent, but I think it would have fucked me up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I thought you did well. All right. So for those of you who do not recognize that infamous quote, extremely long quote by Mr. Cheech Marin, that is one of the most funniest, strangest, oddest moments from dusk till dawn. Mike, give us the rundown. Yeah, like Matt said, we're reviewing uh, From Dust Till Dawn. Uh, came out in 1996. Uh, this is director Robert Rodriguez. Uh, writers are Ro- Robert Kurtzman. And uh, the screenplay was by uh, Quentin Tarantino. It's starving, starring uh, Harvey Keitel, George Clooney, Juliette Lewis, Quentin Tarantino, uh, Ernest Liu, Selma Hayek, Cheech Marin, and of course, the one, the only, Danny Trejo. Woo! It, <laughs> yeah, and uh, the, the summary of the plot is two criminals and their hostages unknowingly seek temporary refuge in a truck stop populated by vampires with a chaotic results. See, you almost got that. You added an A in there. Yeah, I know. With chaotic results. I don't know why I put an A in there. I don't know. Maybe I'm from Canada, eh? Yeah, you're becoming Canadian. Does your head bobble back and forth from the bottom part of your head? You know it does. I knew it. Dude, have you been watching South Park? I haven't seen this week's, but it has been off the chain. No, it's crazy, I know. Dude. You've been telling me it's awesome, and I have not been... I, I, I have been really busy, so I have not had a chance. Like, South Park has always been out there, you know? They've always pushed the limits. They've always had great social commentary. This season is insane. Like, I have no idea how they're getting away with some of the shit they're saying. 
I mean, they're at a whole nother level. It's wow. That's all I got to say. Uh, that's, I mean, that's great. Oh, I love South Park. I mean, and they're still going strong after 22 seasons. I mean, do you realize we were watching that shit when we were in middle school and it's still on? Yeah, no, that's kind of mind boggling. And just as relevant, if not more. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, no, that uh, that's a true testament to just them, the, the guys who, who created it, uh, Matt Parker and Trey Stone. Amazing. Anyways, enough about South Park. I could talk about that show for days. Uh, well, maybe not days, but I, I do enjoy my fair share of South Park. We're here to talk about From Dusk Till Dawn. So, Mike, uh, since this is kind of your baby, not the movie, but this little project of Harvest Horror Fest, why don't you go first? Give us your impressions of From Dusk Till Dawn. Yeah, so I remember this movie. So this movie came out, uh, I guess to date myself, this movie came out about my freshman year in high school. And of course I wanted to see it. And I wanted to see it because it, it uh, had Quentin Tarantino, which was really popular at the time with uh, Pulp Fiction and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, let's see what this is about. It's, it's uh, you know, this, the screenplay was uh, Quentin Tarantino's and... Robert Rodriguez was the guy that he worked with on uh, this movie, Four Rooms, but I don't think I knew that at the time, but I just wanted to see it, and George Clooney was kind of kind of a big deal at that time, because he was in ER and stuff, and I think this might have been one of his first movies after ER, I don't know, not well, 100% and sure also, on that timeline, but... Also, Robert Rodriguez had a Desperado. He he yes he he did but I don't know if I knew that was him at that at this point when oh, I was going to see it yeah terrible so, yeah yeah I know um and so I went to watch this movie and I, I I really liked it and it's like the the first the first half of the movie is like really good and intense and then the second half gets kind of. It's fun, but it's it's different. Like it's like this movie is like almost like two movies. So there's the first half, which is like this kind of crime, kind of action thriller movie, and then the second half where it's like vampires and kind of campy like and they're both good, but it's it's interesting that there's this this transition and uh, that that's what I remember about this movie so vividly. It was it was like two different movies, and it, it it seemed like it was a lot of fun. I will say though, after seeing this, um, being more uh, adult and grown up, the the character that Quentin Tarantino plays in this movie is. Wow, it's just beyond creepy. I think when I saw it, I, I was a teenager, and I was just like, "Yeah, whatever." But like now, I'm like, "Ooh, ah, that was like a rapist. Like this is bad. Like this character is really bad. Like wow." Yeah, it's his character is horrifying, to put it simply. Yeah, and I I don't remember being that offended the handful of times I've seen it before rewatching it lately and watching it this second well it's not my second go through but my watching it recently and later in life i guess you would say 
It might be the uh, climate that's out there today. It might be that I'm just more mature, especially when it comes to women. But holy balls, dude. He is a really, really creepy, awful, bad rapist murderer. I mean, it's it's bad. His character is like, he deserves to die. Like, he deserves to die. Like, I've never really wanted a character to just get massacred. He definitely is one I would vote for in my book, because it's just, wow. Yeah, and I think that might be just with our our age and, and perhaps some of the climate. But, I, I mean, when I first watched this, I don't remember his character as being, like, I mean, I remember it being strange, but I didn't remember it being, like, really bad. But, like, now I see it as really bad. And I don't know if that means that I didn't see it as bad behavior then or if I just didn't recognize. I don't know. Hard hard to say. I remember it being kind of rough, but not the level that I take it at now. Like, I remembered the scene of him murdering the lady in the hotel room. Uh, I don't really remember the scenes and the various things he says to the family, specifically the daughter. But uh, I and I don't remember a whole lot from the interactions with the uh, the shopkeeper who now is kind of an up and coming actor, which is real interesting too. Like I didn't even really recognize him until the I sat down to watch this again. I was like, oh, that dude's like in all kinds of shit now. That's awesome. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that is great. So, but I don't remember, I didn't remember the interactions quite like they were and how really just awful. And I mean, Quentin Tarantino, you know, hats off to him. He played that character really well. He really did. But I would have had a hard time doing it. Yeah. No, he was, he really was like a batshit crazy character because there's, you know... I'm not going to get into too too many things, but it's like in the beginning of the movie, when it first starts, he says some things, and then it just kind of spirals out of control throughout the movie with the things that he kind of says, so. Yeah, and there's definitely a level of mental illness, like a really high level of mental illness that Quentin Tarantino's character has. And then his brother, um, George Clooney's character is more of the cold, calculating, intelligent killer. And he's the one that's just broken out of jail, I think. Or yeah, escaped yeah. jail yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah apparently uh, Quentin Tarantino's character helps get him. I think he was like at trial or whatever, and they like shot their way out. It's in like a news story that's in the movie where... It kind of explains kind of how they got out and like there's a bunch of carnage and stuff though like like a couple police officers get killed and then yeah, but it's interesting because Quentin Tarantino's uh, character is not being on trial or convicted of anything, which clearly he's of the two. I would much rather be George Clooney's friend than Quentin Tarantino's character's friend in this. And so that was kind of an interesting thing as well. But clearly they're brothers and they have a deep love for him. And clearly George Clooney's character is trying to take care of his brother and understands his mental illness, but still tries 
to treat him more like a normal person until he fucks up. And that might be a mistake. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is definitely a mistake. But this this movie... Um, so this movie's kind of... Kind of horror, but I—I I mean, well, it—it it is a horror. No, movie. dude, it's horror. Yeah, the last yeah, half is horror. It, it is sure. a horror movie, but it's—it's uh, like the first half is. I mean, would you agree? The first half and the second half are like two different movies, or oh yeah, they, for sure. And they feel different, and they're and they're sewn together with with Cheech Marin's pussy speech. Right, and and the characters continue to be in it, but yeah. No, 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 it's the speech. It's the speech. But yeah, basically, you have the movie where they're in America, when they're trying to get to Mexico, and then you have the movie in Mexico. It's two separate films in a way, because yes, it's more of a crime action thriller that turns into... A horrible horror movie night gone wrong kind of thing. Like they just were doing the simplest thing. They just needed to hang out somewhere, have a few drinks, have a few laughs, and everything goes to shit at the drop of a hat. Yeah, and in the in the movie they they actually tried to not let them in the bar because they said they weren't bikers and they weren't um Truck drivers. Uh, truck drivers, and then they're like arguing that their RV was considered a truck or blah blah blah. Well, yeah. really, they were almost trying to save them, and they basically finally let them in. Well, not not really. Actually, they kicked their way in, like they got in a fight to get in. Literally, yeah, yeah, because because they and and it's just interesting because it's like if they wouldn't have done all the things that they did. They would have been fine. They just moved on to the next bar. Or even just hung out in the RV in the parking lot until the next day. They would have been fine. But no, they had to go in and they had to get drinks. And exactly, they tried to warn them. They were trying to be like, well, not so much warn them, but they're, you know, they clearly saw that they had a a family with them, which are not bikers, which are not truck drivers, which are not kind of, you know, that more questionable level of society i guess is a good way to put it yeah and they're like no this isn't your place go somewhere else go somewhere else and they eventually force their way in and they get paid back for it pretty heavily yeah definitely. so all right mike so let's get to our bread and butter of the real film nerds podcast that we do every single episode we can sometimes we have to stretch it a little bit Sometimes it's real easy, like our last one. Mike, how does From Dust Till Dawn relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? All right, so from the sound department on From Dust Till Dawn, Scott Curtis uh, worked on this movie, and he also worked on Avengers Infinity War. Oh, wow. We got close on that one, huh? Yes, yes. Uh, you know, sometimes these are... When I'm digging into some weird departments, it's it's it definitely means I, I looked at a lot of different people. Yeah, well, and you know, Robert Rodriguez is one of those tough ones because he always likes to cast 
a very similar cast that he's had in almost all of his films. And they really don't do a whole lot outside of Robert Rodriguez's films. Like, um, for instance, Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo is always in Robert Rodriguez's films. But you don't see him do a whole lot elsewhere. Um, And I think that's him just paying Robert Rodriguez back and saying, thank you. Thank you for making me an actor and helping me out and making my career be what it is today. He's done cameo stuff like he was in Breaking Bad and you know, various other cameo stuff, but he hasn't had like a full on giant, huge role like machete without Robert Rodriguez being involved in some way, shape or form. And I think that goes for a lot of his actors, Robert Rodriguez's actors is they just kind of stick to him and they're like, he knows how to tell the story that we want told. And so we're just going to stick with him. Yeah. No, I I think Robert Rodriguez gets a lot of uh, loyal, um, people, because a lot of the same people come back movie after movie to work with him. So I think he must be a pretty endearing, uh, fun guy to work for. Well, and dude, I mean, Cheech Marin, like Cheech, one of the biggest stars, Latino stars in the history of film continues to be in Robert Rodriguez's films. Sure, he might have smaller parts. Some he might have bigger parts. But he literally is in, like, every single one of his films. And, I mean, that's a testament. Because I don't think Cheech needs it. I'm sure he has plenty of money. I'm sure he's plenty famous. But I think he does it just because of what Robert Rodriguez is doing as a director, as a screenwriter. I mean, it's phenomenal. Yeah. No, that's it's really cool. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you were going to cover this, Matt, but... Uh... Cheech is actually in this movie twice as two different characters. Yes, he is. Well, okay, so on that note, Mike, um, do we want to warn our listeners and we will just go whole hog and we will start spoiling the shit out of Dust Till Dawn? But seriously, if you haven't seen From Dust Till Dawn today and it's, you know, it's from 1996. I mean, this movie's 20 years old. Come on, people, get with the game here. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, spoilers from here on out. You're on your own, people. Okay. Well, that was a not great opening to spoilers. Oh, well, 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 well sorry. I was just trying to I was trying to think of what I was going to spoil what first. What you wanted to spoil first? There's so much to spoil. I yeah. mean, clearly Cheech Marin has a problem with pussy. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I I think I was just gonna talk about more about th- this this dichotomy of like the first the first part of the movie and the second part of the movie and like oh like I think this might have been the first movie where I, I saw Selma Hayek and it was like mesmerizing. Oh, like, dude! When she geez. when she does her oh. dance scene with the snake and stuff, it was like whoa. Well, I remember her from Desperado, and I don't know if Desperado 2 was out by now or what, but um, I remember her from Desperado, and but she wasn't the kind of character that she is in this movie, where she is clearly a sex object in this film, and I just, I mean, she is gorgeous. Like, I don't know if you've seen her lately, like, she was in that, um, I just saw this the other day, I don't know why I watched it, but I watched it, that uh, Hitman's Bodyguard with Samuel Jackson and... Uh, my, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love that movie, man. Did you like it? Well, 
oh yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. It was yeah, no, not what I expected at all. It, it's funny. It's funny, and her character is awesome. But she is. But she is movie. still banging, dude. She is still gorgeous to this day. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, she's that, very pretty still. Yeah, not to get off too off topic, but uh, I really enjoyed Hitman's Bodyguard because it's 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 fun. It's a fun like kind of a buddy movie, but it's weird because it's buddy like Hitman. So yeah, it's got a little bit of a different dynamic and. Sam L. Jackson's wife is played by Sam uh, uh, Selma Hayek, and her character is awesome. Oh yeah, dude! It was so it was very fun. It was very interesting. I was kind of disappointed I didn't see it in theaters, but I I didn't have much of an interest in theaters, or I might have been really busy. It might have come out when I was in season or something. I don't remember. But uh, yeah, I was surprised. I I did enjoy that film, and Selma Hayek. Wow, like. I don't know how old she is. I'm not going to guess. But she. Wow. I mean, I would. Yeah. And, you know, of course, it has uh, Ryan Reynolds, who is um, if I'm, you know, dying of cancer, he's my one cheat man. So, you know, I mean, who who is it? You know? Oh, OK. He's your cheat man. Oh, yeah, dude. If If I was married. He's the one, you know, the one person I could cheat on if I was dying of cancer would be Ryan Reynolds. Oh, okay. <laughs> that just took you by the side, didn't it, Mike? Uh, it did. That that was a little bit, uh, all right. Yeah, cool. What, you don't have one of those? Uh, no, I don't think so. Hmm. What well, explain you, to, you ex- might you explain might explain how this how how does one come about to this decision that this is the 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 cheat? You might want to talk to Mags about this since you're you know about to get married and everything you know maniacal Mags. Yes, yes, yes. Um, you know, if you are dying of cancer or some other really horrible disease and you're married, you always have that one person that if you cross paths with them. You can sleep with them and not get any repercussions from your significant other because you're dying of cancer or some other horrible disease. Okay, so this is only when dying of cancer. If you're you, married. You will sleep with Ryan Reynolds. Pretty much, yeah. Okay, so if... Uh, okay. Well, I, I think we... Uh, Maniacal Mags and, and I have talked about this, but it not we, we weren't dying of cancer. Oh, you weren't dying of cancer. Okay. So, who's yours, Mike? Is it uh uh George Clooney? No. Why oh. why is it always men? Well, I don't know, Mike. I I figured you'd want to experiment a little bit before you die. No, no. No, no. Um I I I I think my number one is uh, Scarlett Johansson. That's, no, that's who I'm. No, saying. no, because she will be my wife at that point. <laughs> See, and that's why she's not my number one because I'm going to be married to her. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, all right. Although that would be kind of weird telling her that because she was married to Ryan Reynolds. So if I told her that right. my one cheat right. would be Ryan Reynolds, she would probably just shoot me on the spot. 
Right. Yeah. So that might not be a good choice. Like maybe you should go with uh, Queen Amidala. You know that might be okay, but she's really tiny. I don't. Scarlett Johansson's not that big. I don't think. Dude, she's bigger than Natalie Portman. Is she? Oh, see, now you're gonna make me Google this shit, and my <laughs> keyboard is really loud. All right. Well, hold on. I can do it. Silently. Okay, you go start Googling, but. Okay, well, dude, I would also probably put Selma Hayek on my list, too. You know, because she's freaking gorgeous. Oh, okay. I just realized, weren't you supposed to talk about some trivia about this movie? Um, I wasn't. I was. I, I looked into some things. I, I, I don't know. I looked in that uh, Selma Hayek was kind of conned into the, her role. Um... Because she doesn't like snakes, and in this movie, she dances with a snake. So there's a little bit of a spoiler. And Oh, yeah, uh, we're well into spoilers, especially when it comes to Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, Robert Rodriguez was uh, telling Selma Hayek that Madonna was going for the role, and, and uh, you know, she could have it, but she would need to do the snake scene, and... So she ended up going to see a psychologist or something for a few weeks and got past her fear of snakes and got the part. But I, I don't know if she ever got in on the, the, the joke or not joke or the con that Robert Verviges was in. There was no Madonna involved. So terrible. That's terrible. Yeah. How dare you do that just to get Selma Hayek to play with a snake? Hey, you know, if that's the problem, then maybe I won't put Selma Hayek on my list. Maybe I'll have to leave her off. Oh, okay. You know, another one that's probably on my list, but she's really, really tiny, is uh, Kristen Bell. She's pretty hot. I like her. And she's funny. Oh, man. she. I think she's teeny, man. I'm talking like 4'11", four, four dude, or like 5. Yeah, she's like 5 foot like on the dot. She's like super tiny. But, you know, if, if we're playing fantasy games, then uh, I would definitely not be 6'4 either. I would like to be, like, around, like, 5'10", 5'11". So what? then she wouldn't be quite as teeny then. 5'10", 5'11", okay. Yeah. I'd like to shave a good, you know, 5, 6 inches off. Man. Like, but not of your junk, right? Like, you still have the no, those no, extra no. five I, or six inches there, right? Oh, yeah. I'd still be packing heat. But uh, no, no. I'm talking height, you know, just so I can be a uh, fighter pilot. Ah, that's what it is. Okay. All right. Yeah, dude. I was I was telling someone that the other day when I was at the uh, Embry-Riddle uh, air show here. All these people that always complain about, oh, I'm so short and I'm so short and it sucks and it must be wonderful being tall. I'm the one tall person you will meet that says, no, I would rather be short because then I could have been a damn pilot. But no, I'm a freak. Well, I mean, you're right. Uh, they definitely don't build plane uh, pilot seats and all that stuff for people that are that tall. Like, I, I feel like six foot might be even too tall. Uh, no, I think you'd be all right at six foot, Mike. I think you'd be okay. Oh, all right. 
Cool. Okay, so are you done inter- Googling stuff? Well, dude, it took a longer than I thought, but Scarlett Johansson's 5'3". Jesus. See, damn it. How now? How, what about uh? What about uh? Portland, Portland, oh, oh, Portman. Hold on, Natalie Portman, Natalie Portman. You know Queen Amidala. Yeah, I'm working on it. Hold on. You know I'd be okay with a Carrie Fisher from uh, Return of the Jedi too. She was pretty banging back then. Oh yeah, I mean she was metal bikini. Oh yeah. Okay, so Natalie Portman's actually taller, five five. What? Dude, she looks way tinier than ScarJo. You know what? It's probably because of uh, camera angles and Avengers and Black Widow and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, dude. They're, they're, oh, okay. So Kristen Bell's 5'1". God, dude. They're all just munchkins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're munchkins, yes. Could I take two? Uh, I don't know. If I took two and put them together, that'd be like 10 foot. Then they would be able to handle me, maybe. I, I don't know. I think we've gotten too far off topic, though, Matt. So, Hey, I'm just having fun while you're sitting here trying to look shit up on internet. It's great. No, I know. <laughs> but uh, All right, we lost our four listeners. We are now down to one. All right, Hi, Mom. So, <laughs> so, 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 so what else? Uh... What else would you want to talk about for um, from dust, dust till, till dawn? Well, you know, one thing that was uh, interesting and granted it looked like shit, but was how um, Robert Rodriguez was trying to say something with the final scene where he's pulling out, and the titty twister is an old Aztec temple. Oh yeah, you're right. So I don't know if he was trying to build up like that there might be a sequel. Because think about it, if he's pulling out and there's this giant Aztec temple and this is just the very top of it, the whole thing's probably full of vampires. So I don't know if he was trying to say, we're going to do a sequel. Or if he was like, this is, you know, these vampires have been around since the Aztecs. Or maybe they just moved in and took over the temple or what. But maybe it's just me reading into it. But I thought that was kind of an interesting little nod. And then you see all the vehicles that they had driven off the side into this giant pit. And there's yeah. trucks from all kinds of, you know, generations. You know, there's old trucks from the 20s and 30s, and there's, you know, 50s. And so clearly they have been doing this for a very long time, preying on truckers and bikers. Yeah, um, there was actually three movies. There's From Dust Till Dawn 2, and there's From Dust Till Dawn 3. So 2 came out in 99 and 3, I guess. And uh, then there's also the From Dust Till Dawn TV series that's been running 2014 to now. So maybe there's a lot more to it. I haven't seen the TV series at all, but... I haven't seen any of it. I've only seen the original. So, yeah. Is it Robert Rodriguez involved in all of it? Uh, I don't know. Let me look a little bit. Great, folks. We lost him again. He's off to yeah, the land so, of the Googles. So, so Robert Rodriguez is involved with the series. Let me see about the the sequels. Interesting. Because, uh, yeah, I maybe they're just not promoted enough. I don't know. I had no idea. I'd heard about it, but not until just recently. So if it's been on through 
since 2014, man. Where have I been? Happy hour? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Robert Rodriguez was involved with From Dust Till Dawn 3. Uh, he was one of the writers. So maybe he's been involved with all of them. Maybe there has been a little bit more, and that's why there was that kind of ending that there was on the first one. Interesting. See, now we're going to have to watch more horrible, horrible movies. All right, so Mike, um, what else do you want to add about From Dust Till Dawn? Oh, you know, one thing that's interesting is the uh, little penis gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that that's it's not a flaccid male penis, but, uh, you know, you're right. There was a penis gun. It was kind of... It was, there's so many kind of ridiculous, what I would call campy moments in the the, the vampire stuff where just limbs are flying around and it's just kind of funny and just ridiculous. Like there's even the the vampire band playing and yeah. it's like body that parts awesome. and stuff. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's ridiculous, but it's kind of fun. And they start playing metal and stuff when they're killing everyone. Yeah, uh, it was good times. What was that? The penis gun that was on, uh, what, Tom Savini? Uh, Sex Machine? Yeah, it was on Sex Machine's character, yes. Yeah, that that penis gun has made its appearance a couple different times in, like, uh, Machete and a few other Robert Rodriguez films, but I think this was the first exposure of it. Nice, nice, yeah. Well, you can only flash that thing around so much, you know. But you know that that uh, actor, um, Tom uh, Tom Savini, is not really known for being an actor. I mean, he's known a little bit, but you know what he's most known for, right, Mike? Is he a porn star? No, special effects makeup. Really? No, I didn't yep. actually know that. Yep, he does uh, special effects makeup. He was uh, on Friday the Thirteenth from nineteen eighty. Uh, he did Creep Show, um, Day of the Dead, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two. Um, trying to think any other ones that are really well known. Uh, wow. Ghost, Ro- yeah, Ghost Rider. I never saw that series, but Ghost Rider. That's cool. Uh, he's yeah. That's what he's most known for is special effects and special effects makeup and stuff. Huh. That's cool. I mean, I mean, it's kind of fun that he got to play a role. I wonder if just Robert Rodriguez is like, "Hey, man, you want to be in a, in the movie?" Maybe. I mean, he's been an actor in a few other things, but you know, Dust Till Dawn is what he's most known for. Oh, and what's interesting is that uh, on his IMDb page here, it says he's in the TV series. Oh, he's been nice. in six episodes of the TV series. Oh, and then he was also in Django Unchained. As an actor. Nice. Quentin Tarantino, little Robert Rodriguez. Those guys are buddies, so. Yeah. So, all right. Well, Mike, um, let's go ahead and get to it. I know our guests are probably fed up with hearing my weirdness and uh, you Googling my weirdness. Mike, <laughs> how many reels do you give from Dust Till Dawn? Uh, I'm going to give it a solid three reels. I I, I enjoyed this movie. Um, it is just about like two 
whole movie or two movies. There's the beginning part and then there's the second part. But uh, I I liked it. Um, I think I just like Robert Rodriguez's style. So I, I, I enjoyed this movie. Yeah, I agree, man. I, I am a huge fan of Robert Rodriguez. He's fantastic. I, I don't know if I've ever seen anything he's done that I didn't thoroughly enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I even liked, what is it, Death Race and what was the other one? The um, Planet Terror. Yeah, Planet and Terror. And Death Proof. Oh, Death Proof. Oh, oh come man. on. Come Jeez. on. I loved that. Uh, that was so much fun. And not to slam Quentin Tarantino, but I think uh, Planet Terror was way more fun than Death Proof. But that's my perspective. I, I mean, Death Proof was cool. But it was definitely more realistic, and we all know how much Quentin Tarantino loves cars. Yeah. But I really loved Planet Terror because it was just full-on crazy-ass zombie apocalypse badassness. Yeah. Loved it. It was fun. It was fun. All right. So, Mike, I give From Dust Till Dawn three and a half reels. Ooh, Nice. Like I said, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. It is campy. It is a horror movie. It is goofy. There are things I find wrong with it, um, but it you know, it gave us the introduction of a lot of interesting characters, interesting stories. It started getting Robert Rodriguez's name out there for more than just his Desperado series. So yeah, I, you know, no, it did. it's good. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this, and then. He came out with what Sin City. I'm trying to think of all the timeline, but yeah, he's he he's done like he did Once Upon a Time in Mexico. There's quite a few movies that he came out with, and then I mean, he even did Spy Kids, and that was apparently was awesome for for children. I didn't really watch it, but oh, that's interesting, huh? Yeah, I knew he did Spy Kids, but um, not really my thing, you know. When you uh, decide to start breeding, you know, that might be uh, more up your alley then. But uh, he did, you know, Machete. Okay, so El Mariachi, and then it was Desperado, and then it was from Dust Till Ton, and then The Faculty. He did The Faculty, but he was only a producer. The Faculty oh, is an interesting movie. Okay. And then uh, Spy Kids. He was only a producer on Spy Kids, but he's really known for that. Once Upon a Time in Mexico was a producer. Uh, Grindhouse, Death Proof, Planet Terror, uh, Predators, he was a producer, Machete. He wasn't a director for um, Spy Kids? Uh, not according to his IMDb page. What? It's weird. Oh, no. Okay, so why the hell does it say producer when it said it was written and directed by him? See, fucking IMDb. Yeah, because I thought he directed. Why does it say producer when he directed it? Well, I mean, he could be the producer as well, but... But still, I mean, you would think director would be a little higher than producer. You know, kind of like Planet Terror. Like, he directed Planet Terror, but on his IMDb page it says producer. He directed and he wrote it. Wouldn't you think those both would have gotten a little bit topper, higher billing than producer? I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, Uh, we're just getting to semantics now. Yeah, I'm not sure, but... uh... Oh my god, did you see this? They announced Machete Kills in Space. 
They're actually going to make it. Ooh, interesting. That's going to be awesome. We are going to have to review that one. That's going to be fun. Hmm. All right. Well, Mike, you got anything else you want to add today? You want to talk about uh, our next uh, Harvest Horror Fest that's coming up? Uh, I think it's a movie that's near and dear to both of our hearts. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. Of, Matt, can you remind me? Is it Halloween? Is that the one that we're going to do? No, the... that's coming up for sure. When that comes out, we're going to do that, the new one. Okay. But uh, I'm talking about our Harvest Horror Fest specifically. We're talking about a sci-fi horror film. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Event Horizon. Yeah. Yeah. I love that movie so much. Um, yep. So do I. It's it's so much fun, and it's uh, it's basically a haunted house movie in space. And uh, how much more creepier could that be? Space and uh, you know uh, a horror. So haunted house, uh, demonism, hell, Satan, torture. It's got it all. Yeah, it does. All right, well, Mike, I am done. So, well, I'm never done. We're going to keep doing these podcasts. I'm sorry. For for our one listener left, Patrick Breen, my buddy down in Phoenix, thanks for listening. Oh, man, we only have one now? I really yeah, thought we, we, I thought we had a solid four. No, no. And I, then, like, I, we have periods of five to six. I guarantee you my Ryan Reynolds joke um, tanked. And we lost at least three listeners over that, at least. Oh, man. I know. Uh, I probably I probably should just edit it out. Maybe. Maybe maybe we'll edit it out, and then you'll have to edit this out, because we can't be talking about what we edited out if it's not there. Nah, fuck it. That's too much work. All right, Mike. Do your thing. All right, everybody. Um... Oh, Thanks you know for, what? For you, we forgot uh, to oh. say. We forgot to say. Make sure to tell your friends so that we go back up from one listener to four again. Yes, tell your friends. Um, really, if you could review us on iTunes, that's very, very helpful for getting us uh, noticed by other people. And uh, yeah, we want to hear from you. And. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie.